1: And we got Skeleton uh, Steve here, sitting here watching.
0: <laughs> I mean, which is very fitting for, uh, you know, this main topic. I mean, you got to have ghosts and goblins and whatnot. Like, where was this in Halloween? <laughs> uh, I mean, we uh,
1: it's the end of November now as we're recording this. And maybe, you know, it, it, yeah, I, I totally left this skeleton out to uh, go with today's uh, topic. Not the fact that I just haven't bothered putting away any of the Halloween director decorations yet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> this was totally unintentional.
0: That's exactly what I would go with. So what are we smoking this week, Brad? Well, this week we are smoking the Rocky Patel Disciple. And this is going to sport a San Andreas wrapper with Nicaraguan binders and fillers. Yes, supposedly a... Medium to full body cigar with, uh... Supposedly, you're smoking it, man. What is it?
1: Well, we just lit it up, so I don't... (laughs) Time will tell. Um, A full bodied profile with smooth notes of wood earth and a supple hint of pepper, according to the manufacturer. And this is actually a company that has their cigar on their website, so... Shout out
0: to Rocky Patel for good uh, SEO. Absolutely, yes... (laughs) Not often that you find a cigar manufacturer that understands search engine optimization um
1: or updating your websites with your products. You know, if if you, I, I, if you actually go to the show notes most of our episodes it's a link to like Half Wheel or some other review site because the
0: cigar is so new it's not on the manufacturer's website. Well, I think it's kind of awesome too, based on that description. And this is one of those cigars that like right off the bat initially lighting it to a T, that's, that's all the flavor profiles I'm picking up on. Like, you know, there, there'll be some off things, you know, sometimes on the description, and it's like, uh, my palate's not giving me that at all. Like, yeah, that's my... why I can never do, like, professional wine tasting. <laughs> yeah, my
1: palate's usually pretty, like, I'm like, all right, this tastes good, it tastes strong, it tastes full. But, but like, individual tasting notes is not something I can usually, like, cover i just have a dumb palate i guess or it also could be the fact usually before we record we go to the shop we have a cigar so i might be a little numb by the time we start uh smoking in the podcast but i haven't smoked anything today and yeah this has definitely got
0: that pepper hit that i uh i do enjoy so yeah i mean dude right off the bat i mean uh, and i'm assuming these come in larger sizes than what we got too this is just what was available because it's kind of a uh you know, a a shorty
1: smoke for the cigar nerds. <laughs> yeah, this also comes in a half Corona, a Robusto five by fifty, a Toro six by fifty-two, a Bala, which is a I haven't heard of that one, is five and three quarter by fifty-eight fifty, hmm. and a six by sixty. But we got this little short guy because we're gonna we're doing multiple recordings. But today. I do if say you, this uh... <laughs> cigar
0: looks fancy as hell.
1: Yes, very like, you know. Copper, shiny, definitely one of, uh This know, is
0: a great steampunk cigar, because it's brown. It's got copper. It's got <laughs> all the things that make steampunk great. <laughs> you glue a couple gears on it, you'll be good to go. <coughs> ah. Ah. Yeah, we got out of
1: practice. I forgot how to uh, smoke and talk at the same time. <laughs> you know, we kind of took the month of, you know, February off, but... Now we got a couple, at least a couple February. episodes in, uh, yeah, th- February, uh, November. Yeah. That's the month it is. <laughs> we're not recording that far in advance. It's <laughs> so uh, like, dang, we're, we're, we're into like, see, I'm thinking February. Cause this movie we're going to talk about was delayed so many times. It probably should have came out in like February, like two years ago. You know, we're talking about Ghostbusters afterlife. Uh, the return of, Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, so yeah, uh, and if you've got to fight ghosts in a small town in Oklahoma, you should call in the Strikeforce, strikeforceenergy.com, use your promo code SCARNERDS for 20% off your order. Comes in little tiny tin pouches that you can, you know, throw in your ecto trap and and be good to go. Nothing, uh, nothing helps uh, chasing ghosts like a little extra caffeine. And we're at, oh, on with the show. alright it's time for some Ghostbusters action they're back sort of
0: <laughs> no I mean they, they definitely are back I gotta say I you know and looking at the trailers and everything else for this leading up to all the inevitable delays until we you know actually got our theatric release cause you know Sony's like uh uh-uh, uh we're gonna be in theaters or you guys aren't watching this film uh, but dude, I was, uh, I, I've been excited for this cause whatever the other Ghostbusters film was like, just, it wasn't Ghostbusters.
1: No, the 2016, uh, Feige reboot. Yeah. It was like
0: that didn't need to happen, and I'm glad that Afterlife came through and said, yeah, no, this picks up after original OG Ghostbusters. None of this other shit was ever a thing.
1: Yes, and you know, notoriously getting all the cast back together, uh, especially Bill Murray, has always been kind of troublesome. But the, this time they're like, alright, the script is good enough, let's come back and do this. And it's, you know, directed by Jason Reitman, which is the son of the original director of the first two movies, Ivan Reitman, with Ivan uh, acting as uh, executive producer on this movie. So, it, I mean, it had the at least the bloodline of the original two movies. Yeah, I mean,
0: I gotta say, like, I, I, I definitely recommend, folks, if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, this is absolutely, you know, worth a watch. Um, I do have to say, though, that the comedy elements weren't quite as... Good in this one as the original, I mean, when they're there, they're on point, but you know, like I don't know something it's like this went at a a little bit slower pace, I guess, for that you know build up and but once the build up occurred, it was like, "Oh shit, we're fighting ghost,
1: <laughs> yeah, and the before we get into uh, to this, like like you said the twenty sixth the tone of this movie felt right Uh, I never watched the 2016 movie and uh, doesn't seem like a lot of people did either because it absolutely bombed at the box office but just from the trailers I'm like this looks like a slapstick comedy this is a SNL skit of a movie where the original movies like the characters in the movies were serious about what they were doing and the comedy kind of came through uh, from that it wouldn't like Hey, let's just
0: hey, write a bunch of jokes. And, you know, hunt ghosts, because, uh, you know, that'd be funny. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's
1: like the characters weren't... They were funny, but they acted the movie like it was, like, a dramatic Oh, movie, I mean, dude, you know, like, with, like,
0: they took out <laughs> loans, like, they legit, you know, like, we're, we're in debt. Like, <laughs> we've got to succeed or fail at this point. Yeah, it
1: was, uh, it was like, it... it, it was comedy, but it like I said, it, it wasn't like this slap sticky. Where the that 2016 one was very just slap sticky comedy. Where and you know this one being produced by Ryman, uh written by Jason, and directed by Jason. Yeah, it, it gave it that pedigree of this is a Ghostbusters movie. And then two, how do you? do a Ghostbusters movie without, uh, Harold Ramis and his, cause there was like several kind of versions of this, them trying to do a third movie that never kind of panned out. And then, you know, post, you know, Harold's death, you know, they really use that kind of to make a good heartfelt movie. Cause oh, yeah, this yeah, one dude, follows like this... his kid and grandkid.
0: <laughs> well, and you know, not to mention like, like this brings a lot to the table, you know. Like it, it, you know, the the comedy from you know, just the endless dad jokes. Like I, I know I under- the dad jokes <laughs> in this movie were on point. <laughs> I'm like, there's gonna be so many, you know, damn dad jokes. You know that this this movie will infinitely, you know, carry on for, from the dad jokes alone. Oh, yeah, like, uh,
1: every time there was one in the movie, I was laughing my ass off, and a man was just rolling her eyes at me. I'm like, oh, no, totally, these are going into my dad joke uh, repertoire. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, this movie uh, basically Egon relocated to Somerville, Oklahoma, in the middle of nowhere, and kind of, at least what they thought happened, abandoned his family and his friends. So when he passes his daughter and her kids, who are basically in the process of getting evicted inherit his farm in the middle of nowhere and the one kid is like a very normal dude uh, played by uh Wolf uh Finnhard from uh or Finn Wolfhard from <laughs> playing Trevor uh from uh, Stranger Things and his sister uh Phoebe played by McKenna Grace is very much kind of like an egon type character she's a, a, obviously a genius but is socially awkward and her brother's like, dude, you got to tell jokes, like make friends. So she just like tells these most horrible dad jokes that are also like super dark. And (laughs) it made me laugh my ass off every time. She's like know, stressful situation. Like, uh, Hey, what's, what does a cigarette and a hamster have in common? Both are pretty harmless to you. Light them on fire and stick them in your mouth.
0: (laughs) I was like, yes. So, yeah, absolutely, before we get into anything too spoilerish, um, go see this film if you haven't seen it already, and stop the podcast, because we're about to spoil the shit out of this movie.
1: Oh, hails you, yeah.
0: Dude, this is the first time I went and saw a movie in theaters in a long time. <laughs> I don't remember what the last movie I saw was.
1: Oh, I went mean, since theaters reopened, I've been going to see a lot more movies in theaters, because... Out of boredom, I've just watched so many movies like online. Yeah, but you're always just, like, home now. Like, so uh, but it's like I've watched so many movies on like my TV during all this, and I'm like, man, I just want to go out and like see a movie. I mean, I watched the new James Bond movie, which not great, <laughs> and watched the Eternals like last night or night before last, which not bad for being a Marvel movie that I had never read the comics and knew nothing of the characters in the film, but
0: still pretty good superhero movie. Yeah. I mean, I oftentimes like, it's nice not having something that you're comparing things to. So you can just experience a film organically, but then it sucks when everything is based on a comic or something that you don't know about. And it's like, uh, I, I got no clue what's going on. <laughs> it's like, I
1: think I missed like some Easter eggs, but other than that, it's like, I didn't feel like I had to be familiar with the source material. It was still pretty good, but I'm very familiar with the source material in this movie. And there's so many like little things. Like when you first, like they get to this town and you, they they're showing the town. And it's like a sign that says like Shandor mines. I'm like, Oh fuck. That's Evo Shandor, the guy who built Dana's apartment yeah. building. And you find out that, that uh, basically, I remember in the first movie... From they,
0: apartments to towns. <laughs> well, Making I'm, creepy shit happen since...
1: I remember in the first movie where they're talking about the construction of the building. He mentioned, I can't remember the name of them. It was made out of some kind of special material and he's like, I guess they don't build them like they used to. He's like, no, no one ever built them like this. And well, this is where they mined that metal they used to build Gozer's Towers in New York. Turns out man, they also built a Underground, uh, they made hell lair.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they 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 battle hell. <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, you want to go to hell? No, I don't want to go to Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> I gotta say, the, like, the land was like, yeah, looks fair. I don't know where they actually shot it, it probably wasn't Oklahoma, but it was like, as as uh, a uh gun enthusiast, the whole time I'm watching, is like, man, that farm would be awesome. I could, like, practice some, like, real long-distance shooting out there. <laughs> Everything's flat and really long. <laughs> I could do some serious, like, sniper uh, practice out here.
0: Bro, it was filmed in Alberta.
1: Yeah. Damn Canadians. I probably, they, I probably wouldn't allow me to do any long-range shooting out there. But if real Oklahoma looks like that, uh, I'm
0: down. <laughs> I don't know. Google Oklahoma real quick and <laughs> Oklahoma images.
1: That's like really, I've never gone that far out West. like, yeah, I, I've gone like North all the way up to New York, but I've never gone West, like past Alabama. <laughs> so I have no idea what the Western side of the, or even the Midwestern side of the country looks like. Like Ohio is about as far, you know, West as I've, I've gotten, like I am I'm, I'm more familiar with the North and the, northeast uh that I am the the West. Bro. Uh, although I really like cowboy movies. Bro. Yeah. As <laughs> you try to show me uh pictures of Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma's would
0: work. <laughs> oh but then we're going to have to get, like, some Oklahoma Joe smokers or something to take with us. <laughs> Can't take the Traeger. you got to get Oklahoma Joe. Yeah, I mean, dude, if you're going to be in Opa- Oklahoma, you got to rep.
1: <laughs> dude, speaking of grills, I, I freaking smoked a turkey for the first time, and god it tasted good. I don't even like turkey. It's usually, like, kind of bland, but, oh, uh, man, smoking a turkey on a Traeger, shit was Good. Do a whole lot of brining and inject
0: injecting and, uh,
1: just some rubbing and do any injecting. Uh, I'm going to try that next time around. Ah, so you, you know, got it all over those breasts and thighs. Did you? <laughs> yep. Rubbed them good. <laughs> so yeah, we've, uh, you know, like I said we're familiar with the original class, but we got a bunch of new people in the, in this, uh, version of afterlife. Uh, we got Carrie Coon who plays Callie Spangler, uh, Egon's daughter, uh, We already mentioned Finn and McKenna Grace, but we also got Paul Rudd as Gary Gooberson, (laughs) dude. I I, and I really dug his character,
0: like, yeah, you you know, as quirky scientist, like, you know, turned, you know, summer school teacher, like, dude, that was a perfect fitting for the for his role. Uh, yeah, like, like. That's how I always envisioned summer school. It's like, I don't want to be here, you don't want to be here, so we're going to start you out with a little <laughs> yes. film called Cujo, and then move on to Child's Play. I'm like, hell yes.
1: Yes, I'll be in my office. Here, y'all watch Child's Play. I'm like, fuck, if I knew this is what happened in summer school, I would have gone to Morse. <laughs> I would have taken some summer classes. Yeah, kind of run me that movie, uh, Summer School, with uh um, oh, fuck, the guy from NCIS. <laughs> Oh, that guy. Yeah, Mark Harmon. It's like you know the guy that's like, oh fuck, I'm like I have to teach this summer class, uh, so I'm just gonna like use the least amount of energy possible. <laughs> and Paul Rudd, he's like just kind of like a yeah, you know,
0: well, bro, cooler ex-
1: version of Lewis Tully.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're ex- in an area experiencing earthquakes, it's not you know in a area that's seismically active or Near a tectonic plate, like, bro, as a se- seismologist, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be distracted. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> I wanna figure out what the fuck's up with, uh, y'all mama's so fat when she jumps, the band
1: skips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, alright. But props too, that, like, alright, I'm gonna let the kids watch movies while I do my science, uh, but let's give them, like, classic horror. That's, like, not. I'm not going to show them like shit movies, like, well, bro, you kids don't know nothing about no child's play and
0: uh, Cujo. I mean <laughs> if your only options are VHS, like, I don't know, there were some bad VHSs like <laughs> oh, but like man, like old school Jason, well,
1: that's too is like child's play and Cujo, I don't remember any nudity, like he can't show him like Jason. Because there's a bunch of titties in, like, the original Jason movies. (laughs) So it's the more family-friendly horror, but they're still classics. But then
0: again, bro, Chucky, like... (sniffs) With his one-liners and everything, like... "De
1: doom, de la... (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And I like using him to kind of... Because the kids don't know about Ghostbusters. Yeah, they're fucking all the shit happened in in... The original movies happened 20 before the, years
0: before they were c- conceived.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that was the other thing too, from the trailers I was worried about, man, is this going to be like another stranger things? Or is this like, you know, we're not going to have the original ghostbusters at all. It's just, this movie's just going to be about a bunch of kids, but having him kind of tell them about New York and then having the equipment, like I tell you, that was like the the coolest thing in the movie. When they get to Egon's farm, they're kind of exploring, And homeboy goes out to the uh, barn and like pulls the tarp off. I'm like, fuck, it's Ecto One. It's like, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I never watched the the, the 2016 movie. I'm like, that's not Ecto One. That's a 1970 Cadillac. Ecto One is much older than that. Like, it's like, if you don't have an Ecto One, your movie ain't shit. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And they had like, you know, and then.
0: How can you be number one? You don't even have an Ecto.
1: And then when she finds like the PKE meter and the, you know, spoiler alert, Egon's ghost is haunting his farm and kind of guiding the kids on their adventure. So he like, I wish I had a ghost mechanic in my garage to fix my (laughs) like kids trying to get the, get the car started. And like, we
0: might actually learn to play chess. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Kids tried to like get the car started. And while he's like, you know, can't figure it out. Like ghost Egon is like twisting wires and, and hooking shit up under the hood. (laughs) But yeah, when when she finds the, uh, And like for someone, that's the other thing too, is like, they kind of explained her, I guess, autism or just her quirkiness was like, like at one point where like they actually see a ghost and the dude's like, are you not freaked out? She's like, oh no, uh, overstimulation actually calms me down. So when spooky shit starts happening in the house, she's just like, okay, I'm playing chess with an invisible person. Like she never got freaked out by anything. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: And you know, if they hadn't like kind of explain that it would have been kind of some, but they set it up enough where it's like, all right, when spooky shit starts happening, she's like, all right, going with it. I'm going to follow this little PKE meter I found under the, uh, <laughs> under the seat. And when she gets down into like Egon's like hidden lab underneath, uh, one of the shacks, which I really want a shack with a fireman's pole now. <laughs> and she finds like a busted up a uh, proton pack and starts like rewiring it with the, uh, the, the freaking lamp from from Pixar Guidner. <laughs> like, she's like, Man, how did you make a reactor this small? And the light it lamp just shines the light on the wall that's like covered in like degrees. She's like, Oh yeah, you're a genius. Okay.
0: <laughs> Duh <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so apparently genius skips a uh, a generation. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean I get it, you know, like Oh, Dad, built and you know, left us all with nothing and blah blah blah. Just turned his back on everything and and Grandpa, like you know, left us and whatnot.
1: Which you know, as you find out later that you know, even the original Ghostbusters kind of kind of hate him because they think he just everyone thought he was crazy. He started like, the apocalypse is coming. There's going to be a a spectral tidal wave that's going to destroy the world if we don't stop. And they're all like, and then one day he just disappears and takes all the equipment with him. And everyone's like, Oh, Egon's lost his shit. But apparently like he figured out that, you know, Gozer tries to come on a fairly regular schedule. (laughs) And even though they blew up the apartment building, there's another gateway that's in bumfuck Oklahoma. So he went there to kind of keep the gate closed. uh, And, try to prevent the
0: apocalypse on his own. And I need a proton turret. Screw the backpacks. I want the turrets.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing too when they find that's probably the coolest part is like even though like I said Egon's been out here on his own in middle of nowhere, he's been abducted, you know, he basically built this farm into a giant ghost trap. But then he's like also upgraded all the equipment. So now the PKE meter also turns into like a spectral stun gun. (laughs) When a ghost get too close it like the, the little like uh, whatever bars like flip all the way up and turn into like a little like taser. (laughs) And then, you know, Ecto one looks like shit, but when they, the kids like they find their first ghost and decide that they're going to going to capture it and Ecto one actually cranks up. They're like, oh, he's added a fucking gunner's chair to it. Like, the <laughs> door opens up and there's a, a seat with a built-in proton pack that, like, pops out the side of the car so you can, like, you know, chase a ghost down in the car if it if was running away. And then a RC-controlled ghost trap on a uh, on a RC car body that they can drop out the bottom of the truck and, and, or, and run it up to capture the ghost. I'm
0: like, that's cool as shit. <laughs> Props to whoever can make the RC keep up with the Ecto, though. I cannot drive an RC car that way.
1: <laughs> yeah. And a car that's not, uh, supposedly not ran in like 30 years. That thing was like fucking drifting and hauling ass, <laughs> which I heard like in an interview with Finn Wolfhard. They're like, yeah, it was old car on the outside, but there was like brand new Corvette guts in that thing. <laughs> so he said, they wouldn't let me drive it. <laughs> the stunt men were like, no, we're, uh, you're not, <laughs> you may just got your license, kid. You're not touching
0: this car. <laughs> I couldn't even do the fasten. The... All right, take it up to thirty-five and keep it there. Like, I mean, just one burnout in the Ecto, like <laughs> throwing donuts in a cornfield.
1: Oh, but yeah, the but back to like Paul Rudd's character and introducing them to the Ghostbusters. Like, she finds this cool. I know we we're talking about Hellraiser the other day. Cool puzzle in the floor of the the house that. Happens to have a ghost trap in it and takes that to school with her, like <laughs> and Paul Red's like, ah, you know, cool replica ghost trap. And like, what's a ghost trap? It's like, y'all don't know about New York in the eighties. And all the while
0: it's like, I remember having these as toys. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the whole like, y'all don't know about New York in the eighties? They're like, dude, we weren't born in the eighties. <laughs> That's when I'm like, my heart was like, oh, we're so old. <laughs> And then when I saw the Ghostbusters now, I'm like, oh man, we are real fucking old, because <laughs> because they's looking like grandpas now. Except for, I gotta I gotta say Ernie Hudson still looks like yeah, not that old of a dude. <laughs> He's aged
0: the best out of yeah. the bunch. <laughs> Everybody else is like, we made our 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 fortunes, like we're we're doing our thing now. <laughs> We're uh, going to be fat and happy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wait a How minute. How did you even get into that ghost suit?
1: <laughs> but as, like, as anything in uh in life, let me show y'all on YouTube. <laughs> and it's, like, you know, YouTube videos of, like, clips from the old movie and, like, the old Ghostbusters uh uh television ad. And, like, oh, yeah, it's, like, New York in the 80s was, like, You know, The Walking Dead, your grandpa was a Ghostbuster. (laughs) Like, what? And they, like said, uh, they're like, hey, should we open this? (laughs) Like I said, he's such a horrible, like, teacher. Because he's like, all right, kids, let's go outside and open this
0: box that might have a ghost in it. I mean, dude, that that was always my favorite type. Like, I love chemistry, because our teacher would be like, hey, you want to watch shit blow up? Come out out here to the parking lot. Like, (laughs) you know, like,
1: fuck. I mean, that's the way it was back then. Yeah, like, I had teachers, too, that would, like, you know, do experiments and blow stuff up and set things on fire. Yeah.
0: I mean, they were just as big of a kid at heart as we were. (laughs) They're like, if if we're not doing something cool, we know you fuckers aren't going to pay attention, so I'm not just going to stand up here and waste my time (laughs) lecturing you. Like,
1: hey, I respect that. And he sets it on the uh hood of his car and blows out his windshield. And I like do like the rest of the movie, he's just driving around with no windshield
0: in his car. <laughs> picking out the little bits of glass or <laughs> Yeah. I mean, dude, he uh he did the Dukes modified. <laughs> I, I think that's you know like yeah, you're not just, the, you know, uh... sliding across the hood and getting in the uh you know, the driver's side. Nah, fuck that, dude. Like, we're going head first. Through what was a windshield. <laughs> oh yeah. So apparently, like the new well, them old Rod boys are at it again.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, the thing they they released was one of. Because uh, apparently, kind of like in the original movie, before the gates can be opened, you need a a uh, gate ma- keymaster and a gatekeeper, and uh, he was the uh, so Egon to kind of prevent because uh, I guess from the looks of the thing he had set up every time Gozer would try to come out of this like well of souls, like he had like automated a bunch of uh, proton packs to like blast her back down. But even if she gets out of the hole, she can't get a physical body unless she has the two demon dogs to like, I guess, provide her energy for a body or something. So he actually trapped one of the dogs to like keep her from being able to manifest. And of course he tries to use it as bait because he's, what he's been farming on this farms is burying like a hundred ghost traps, but it doesn't have enough power and shorts out. So it doesn't work. And then he ends up getting a heart attack, uh, because he gets attacked by <laughs> some kind of ghost or either that, or he like tased himself when he got, uh, you know, attacked by the ghost and <laughs> the proton, the little PKE stun gun gave him a heart attack. Oh,
0: Shorted out my pacemaker, dude, I tell you?
1: Yeah, but that ghost comes out, blows all the windows out of the buses, blows his window, and he's like, that was awesome, but we should probably get out of here. <laughs> I'm the most irresponsible teacher. <laughs> Let me give you kids a ride home.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh-huh. what happened to your windshield? Uh, we don't talk about that.
1: <laughs> and I I do like, of the new characters we got, the, the only friend, uh, uh, phoebe makes at the new school is a kid obsessed with podcasts i mean (laughs) paranormal mystery podcasts bro i'm i'm I'm
0: now going to w your name is now podcast
1: (laughs) i need that like mobile recording rig i can just like walk around and like
0: (laughs) we have one right here
1: (laughs) yeah i just don't have that like you know boom mic thing he had that he was like constantly sticking in people's faces (laughs) and i like later when he meets ray and uh he's like He's like, Hi, my name's Podcast. Uh uh I've uh I do a podcast named like what is like Tales of the was Like, oh you do you are the, the, the guy from that podcast? Yeah. He's like You really found your voice on episode forty six. Yeah. <laughs> like... He's like, you're my one subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh I mean at least we got more than one. I mean we got like five maybe. Do but... we? <laughs> Does anybody look at that? We've got over a hundred. Sometimes. <laughs> Somebody listens to it. It's not just my mom.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I I really dug, like, the throwbacks to the original. Like, instead of the 100-foot marshmallow puff, we had 100, like, three-inch <laughs> marshmallow puffs. <laughs> like...
1: And in the trailer, that looks so silly, but then once you see it on the screen, I'm like, it's hilarious, because... Like, Dude,
0: that is a sticky
1: mess. Because these, the gate master, ghost, uh, key master, gate, well, they need a body. They need a human. Just like in the original. And we already made the reference that Paul Rudd was like uh, a better looking Lewis Tully. Well, he legit is. He's at Walmart shopping when the ghosts show up and He's on the uh, the candy aisle looking at some uh, Baskin and Robbins ice cream, which is kind of funny because Ant-Man worked at Baskin and Robbins in the first Ant-Man movie. So it's like, does Paul Rudd
0: have a sponsorship deal with Baskin and Robbins?
1: <laughs> but yeah, then the, all the little uh, Stay Puft marshmallow packs turn out. I don't away. know, he's going to have to... Uh,
0: he'll probably get bought out by uh, the, the Chips Ahoy, you know, now. Because, you know, we'll see him in Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, yeah, but man, when he... Uh,
1: all those little state puffs come to life, <laughs> it's like riding around on a room about... Like, I just sound like freaking little gremlins, yeah. Sh- like sh- like sh- I was sh- like, sh-
0: "Shit, this is gremlins, <laughs> just <those> little mallows." <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they're, apparently they're kind of vicious.
1: I mean, there's like one like flying around with a cocktail umbrella and like stabs the other one in the head, and the, the ones in the freaking blender, <laughs> like they're like hitting buttons on the blender, and one of them's like floating, like uh, he's in one of those. Uh, whatever, indoor, uh, skydiving rooms. And then someone all of a sudden hits the wrong button and he just like drops into the blades and gets splattered Or the one that's they're making a s'mores. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, as he's like, what the fuck? You know, Of course the, uh, the old demon dogs show up and he's trying to like, okay. And, and two Walmart middle of the night. There's like three people in there. Like are, uh, back in the day when Walmart's were actually open, 24 hours and this was you know filmed before the pandemic so <laughs> you could still go to walmart in the middle of the night
0: Oh, uh, but wait yeah, you don't
1: <laughs> i do but they don't let me in They're clothes I us hang out in the parking lot for nostalgia okay sake.
0: just just peer in through the windows like
1: yeah back could... in my day we used to be able to come in here and play with transformers at three in the morning <laughs> <laughs> the good times
0: <laughs> the simpler times, but
1: yeah, he sees the the freaking demon dog and is like trying to uh, be very quiet. And all of a sudden, the state puffs on the Roomba come by and <laughs> get the dog's attention. Like and he like you know kind of runs out of there and gets chased. just like Lewis Tully and then dives in his car and like locks the door and is like, "Oh wait a minute, I
0: still don't have a windshield." <laughs> yeah, but I love you know pounces on the hood and the tires instantly deflate. Like. That's a bad time. <laughs> yeah. It's a big fucking dog. Oh. <laughs>
1: uh, and then, of course, like, uh, mom finally finds the PK. Well, to back it up, <laughs> the kids find the working uh, proton pack. Uh, her and podcast take it out for a little uh, target practice to see if it works. Because, of course, like, yeah. I've got this thing that, like, flamethrower here. Let's go try it out. <laughs> Uh I just got waiting for one of them to
0: go. Nice shooting, Tex. <laughs> I just want to know, nobody told them not to ever cross the streams. How do they know not to cross the streams? Well, they only had one proton pack, so <laughs> <laughs>
1: They didn't they didn't need to cross the streams
0: uh not yet anyway. Did I hit the target? Uh yeah, you literally destroyed everything. <laughs> and
1: they get they introduced to our this generation slimer called uh Muncher who apparently is a, a metal-eating ghost <laughs> hanging out in the abandoned factory that they're using as a target practice.
0: See, I thought, like, in the originals, though, Slimer was kind of, like, cutesy, sort of, like, you know. Like, yeah, you you gotta get ectoplasm, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's not like he's devouring you or anything. No, he just slimes you. Like, this <laughs> one was like... Oh no, it's legit going to devour
1: you. <laughs> I mean, it's eating metal, not humans, but then it like, once it gets scared, it just like turns into a machine gun and spits out like <laughs> all the metal shot. Oh, so the, you know, about the time brothers figures out how the Ecto-1 works and starts doing donuts, they're like, Hey, we need a ride to town. Cause we chase this ghost and it's going into town. And you know, pretty much in true Ghostbusters fashion, they destroy half the town trying to catch this ghost. You're like, yeah, we caught the ghost, and then the cops show up. And like, do you have a driver's license? Uh, <laughs> all you kids are going to jail. Insurance, for, uh, like <laughs> dest- destruction
0: of I property. Mean, but, bro, they legit. I just wish for once maybe she would get in a little trouble. You know. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, you asked for that shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, when I said a little trouble, I didn't mean burn the town
0: down. <laughs> I mean, dude, the town was practically falling apart anyway. <laughs> like I
1: mean, they, they did catch the ghost, at least, and they got, they got all their shit confiscated and Ecto-1 impounded. But I do like when she gets her one phone call. Instead of calling Mom, she's like, I'm going to call this Ghostbusters phone number I saw on YouTube and see if it works. And we finally get our introduction of... Dr. Ray stance <laughs> still working at Ray's occult bookshop it's like hi I'm calling about uh Egon Spangler and he's like yeah Egon can rot rotten hell well he just died oh uh sorry about that <laughs>
0: damn maybe I was a
1: little harsh <laughs> and then you get the update like you know we all ghosts kind of she's like well what happened to you guys and she, he's like well ghosts kind of dried up there wasn't a whole lot of business left and I went back to working at the bookshop uh uh, freaking Winston got into, went back to college and got into like finance. And now he's like a big, you know, runs a big, uh, finance firm and making lots of money. And Peter went back to teaching and said, instead of teaching parapsychology, he's teaching like marketing now because <laughs> no one's a better marketer than, uh, <laughs> Vankman. <laughs> and she's like, well, and like, well, Egon just went crazy and started telling us about some apocalypse. And then one day he like snuck off with all our equipment and Ecto one and just freaking disappeared. And she's like, "Well, the he was right. The apocalypse is coming." Uh, but then, yeah, phone gets cut off because yeah, she used up
0: her one. <laughs> her yeah, one see, phone I thought call. at that point, like, somehow either the original guys would end up posting Bell, or you know, you would see, you know, uh, the receptionist like, "Oh, here." Don't worry about that, honey. Cause yeah, because she was the one got that, back. Yeah. that
1: showed up and like you know turned over the keys to Egon's place, and apparently she had been kind of helping him out uh, here and there. But I did like how they eventually do reveal the original cast. Yes,
0: absolutely. Bef- I, I just thought it was going to happen much sooner in the yes. film
1: than what it actually played out. But how it they got to that point too? Like the kids. Like, well, let's go and All the ghosts seem to be going toward the mine. Let's go investigate the mine and find the Gozer Temple. But then again, like, Mom, who's, like, hated Egon because she thinks he abandoned her and cared nothing about her, finds the PKE meter and starts following it and finds Egon's lab. And then the the lamp uh, shows her, like, he's basically been following her from afar. And he had all these pictures and shit. And that, you know, he came here for a reason. He didn't want to leave her and he was just kind of doing his ghost busting duty. But then she gets possessed by the, the, uh, Zool. <laughs>
0: and they even had there that. There's <laughs> no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> yeah. When they, you yeah, after the kids Mommy's find the, not
1: uh, here, the <laughs> preserved Evo, Sh- Evo Shandor in the mind and the, the whale of the well of souls thing goes home to tell mom. And you get that whole like original ghostbusters, like, Mom, mom, there is no mom, only zoo. <laughs> Are you the gatekeeper or the key master whatever? <laughs> I never can remember which one's which. But like later on when they free her, he's like, she's like, what happened? He's like, you got possessed by a ghost and you got a little humpy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> I knew like when she's going to meet uh Paul Rudd, she like rips off her clothes and it's that dress Dana wore in the... First movie after she got <laughs> possessed.
0: <laughs> and of course like yo, the We assume they've got to go at least a third base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause later on, but after the after
1: they're you know they get freed from the the demon, she's like we did we She's like, Yes, we totally did. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs>
0: Hell of a first date. Let's go get well, possessed by easy. demons and <laughs> get it on. <laughs> I mean, we always said we wanted to summon demons. <laughs> uh, but then the kids like go full Ghostbuster and like break
1: out the old uniforms and stuff and come up with a plan. And I love that like they're gonna try to trap the ghost that's possessing their mom to like disrupt Gozer who is now free. And she goes up and starts telling Gozer dad jokes. <laughs> and she just like walks up and's like freaking starts just dropping like dad jokes and she's like the fuck is, did you come here to get sacrificed no i'm only
0: 12 i don't want to die yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they capture i mom mean and the her.
0: typical smart ass honest like kid answers that are like <laughs> oh yeah i legit walked into that one <laughs> and goes there's like this yo, know,
1: powerful sumerian god is like What the fuck is a dad joke and why is this kid telling them to me <laughs> Like, I just ripped a dude in half. Uh, like, but now I'm dealing with a child telling me jokes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're, they try to finish what Egon started. Bring the, uh, after they've freed their mom and captured the ghost to use it as bait, run back to the, uh, the farm. And, uh, they've got a couple proton packs there and they're, Pretty much the same thing happens. The uh the fancy ghost trap you built doesn't have enough power and shorts out and then they're like, Oh fuck. Uh Ghost got free. This time uh Trevor's girlfriend gets I've now
0: dubbed it Franken Trap.
1: <laughs> gets possessed and goes or gets all her power back and and the little state puff marshmallow man like short out the uh Proton pack and the Ecto one and it's like it's all going to shit. And then you hear, Hey, flat top, miss us and it's like the we finally get the uh, the OGs back. Yes, absolutely. And Peter talking shit and them crossing the streams and trying to gozer uncrossing the streams, like and then psychically bitch slapping them. Yes, <laughs> I mean, like that. <laughs> I was waiting for it too. Like I thought it was gonna happen when when the kid was telling dad jokes. I was waiting for it to go. Are you a god? <laughs> but. It wasn't until the the OGs get back. And, uh, you know, Ray does his speech, like, by the power of the county of whatever county we're in, the Fish and Wildlife Commission, all this other shit, we ask you to leave. And it's like, are you a god? And he's like, well, and Peter and Winsor are like, dude, yes, yes, we're all gods. (laughs) I was like, you remembered. Good. (laughs) Oh, and then, you know, after they get bitch slapped, you know, Phoebe starts blasting her with a proton pack and I, and she's getting like pushed back and I'm wait, like what I thought was about to happen is that she was about to move out of the way. And then the Gozer's lightning bolts were going to fire up the power up the ghost trap. Cause she was standing between Gozer and the, the feeders that were actually big capacitors. But then the unexpected happens. Coast Egon materialized. And, yes. Like, starts like, you know, Hold and me. and
0: from there the movie wants to get all up in your fills and I'm like, Fuck you, movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like, oh my god. And it's like you know he's there holding her, helping her like, you know, stabilize and then the 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 OGs get up and they add their proton packs to the the mix and <laughs> little uh podcast finally figures out the uh The taser the taser function and starts zapping all the <laughs> all the marshmallow man and gets the uh Ecto One pack uh, running again, so uh, Trevor can charge up the ghost trap with a uh, Ecto One's uh, uh, proton pack, and like you know, and she kind of moves around. So then all four of the ghost, ghost, ghostbusters and ghost, ghostbusters are standing together, and then f- Winston's first one looked over and go, "Oh, there's Ghosty gun and he's like, "Uh, guys," and they're all like, "Hey, buddy,
0: <laughs> we weren't just talking shit. <laughs> we love you." Sorry, we were naive.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, when they uh, activate the trap and Egon gets to say goodbye to the guys. and They're like, man, we're sorry. We didn't believe you. We should have called. And he's just kind of like, doesn't say anything. He's like, doesn't say anything. He's like, hey, it's, it's all good. And gets to hug his daughter and then goes off into
0: the other world and whatnot. Flirts away into a vast array of starry nights. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that was, like... I didn't expect that, like, fucking yeah, kicking the feels there. At yeah, the end. You're like, well,
0: I'm like... Damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the whole thing, like, you know, Egon's haunting the place. Like, I got that. But then when, like, he actually physically appears and, and helps him at the end, you're like... Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> I was just laughing and having a good time. Y'all called Gozer flat top, but then now I'm now I'm feeling something.
0: I don't like it. (laughs) Secretly, that's why you go see movies to remind yourself that you do have these things called feelings. (laughs) It's like that meme when it's like, I can't believe he didn't cry at that whatever scene. Do
1: men even have feelings? And it shows like, you know, Optimus Prime dying or something, and it's like, (laughs) it's like no, men have feelings. It's just we're not going to cry at Titanic. <laughs> this is, this could be the new version of that meme is like Egon returns. And it's like, <laughs> do guys even have feelings? It's like the return of Egon. It's like, no, I'm not crying. You're crying.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to sit on this park bench and lick my ice cream. <laughs>
1: oh, and I like Winston, like, you know, goes up to, cause he was the one that was always like, you know, the car guys like, Baby, what, what have they done to you? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to get you home. We're going to take care of you. Ah, <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. So then, what are they, they... Did they relocate to New York again? He, you know... Hey, I've got all the money to do all the things. Let me <laughs> buy the OG property again. Well, you kind of... I mean, like...
1: Kind of Marvel fashion, we get two post-credit scene. The first one is, you know, once they kind of because you get like, and you know, like Peter like talks to the mom and he's like, "Hi, uh, I'm Doctor Vankman She's like, "Yeah, I'm uh, Kelly Spangler." She's like, "Good luck with that name." Uh, we're all gonna go inside and have celebratory uh, hot chocolate. Some of us may put rum in it, but uh, <laughs> let's have a chat. But uh, I'm assuming the guys took all the equipment back home. Cause you get that scene where it cuts to like the New York skyline and you see Ecto one lights and sirens going across the bridge into New York. And then you get the post, the first post credit scene, which is just, I guess they got all the equipment back. it like, it's like Peter and Dana. Apparently they're still together, but she's doing the, uh, the psychic card reading trick, uh, that he did on the kids, the college kids in the first movie where he kept shocking the dude. And he's like, She's like, how are you you know, doing? I was like, well, you know, you just inspire me to, uh, yeah, psychic phenomenon. And he's like, you marked the card so you could read it. Like, yes, I totally marked the card. She's like, zaps him. She's like, you really did this? Like, oh, I only shocked him a little. Like, mostly I did it to, like, meet chicks. And she, like, shocks him again. <laughs> uh, but then you get that extra scene where it's, like, Janine talking to Winston, who's now, like, super successful. And she's like, so, are you still paying, like, you know, raise rent on the bookshop and he's like, Well, you know, it's gonna turn a profit eventually. He's like, Well, you know, I wanted to kind of be a inspiration to my family and stuff of like what is possible. Like, you know, I started you know, I got into finance, I started now I own this company that employs like all kind of people and I'm like super freaking rich, but deep down I'm still a Ghostbuster. And earlier in the movie when the kid was talking to Ray, he's like, Well we you know we lost the firehouse, some you know that neighborhood got, you know, kind of refurbished and somebody bought the, uh, firehouse. Well, at the end, like you see Winston walking into the firehouse. Apparently he was the one who like secretly bought it when they went out of business and has just kind of kept it there. And he's bringing like Ecto-1 back home. So I'm like, but then you get that, yeah, you know, after he kind of looks around and at everything you it, the camera pans down into the basement where the, the contaminant unit's still there and there's like a warning light flashing on it. So it's like, oh shit, maybe we might get a sequel. <laughs> they at least left it open. And I've heard that kind of like possible where this one kind of introduced like the kid, the kids and stuff that if we get another sequel, Winston's probably going to be like, The uh, Professor X, like, you know, kind of training a new generation of Ghostbusters if ghosts return. (laughs) Seems like they're already trained. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The kids
0: definitely did a a pretty good job uh, uh, with all that. I mean, they got the baddest of the bad. Like, (laughs) I mean... Like, it wasn't just like... Which, they
1: kind of did that in... Animated form. There was that original, the real ghostbusters animated series. That was awesome. But, uh, I want to say in the nineties, they came out with another ghostbusters series, uh, called extreme ghostbusters. And it was Egon pretty much like they'd all retired and ghosts. had kind of went away and all of a sudden ghosts returned. And he was teaching at a college and he basically put together a new ghostbuster team with his, college students and was kind of like acting as the mentor trainer of these new younger ghostbusters but you know, Harold Ramis is obviously gone so I mean, that same concept could work with you know Winston is now the uh kind of the uh, ghostbusters uh
0: uh mentor uh, instructor well, I mean they all you know have obviously done the gig you know I mean I think they're all capable of Hey, buddy, stop struggling to open your trap and, you know, be able to do that <laughs> shit on command.
1: I mean, and you got, like, the pedigree of the two uh, Spangler grandchildren if, uh, if by the time another movie comes around. I mean, hell,
0: she got everything. I mean, well, she had uh, Ghost Spangler, you know, obviously, you know, helping out a little bit, but... I mean, the other two
1: uh, podcasts, I think the girl's name was Lucky. I don't know if they're going to move to New York and become Ghostbusters, but if you do another movie and have... Trevor and Phoebe is like the the center of a new younger ghostbusters oh, we done, team.
0: We moved out of the burger and shake shack. We're <laughs> We're now at a uh, cheesesteak factory thing. <laughs> oh.
1: I got to say the effects too. Once Gozer arrived and unleashed all the ghosts on the town, you get that sequence of the haunting kind of like uh, in the first movie when the containment uh, unit was shut off by Dickless where it's like, you know, there's like zombie cab cabbie and hot dog. They kind of did like the same sequence, but with this small town, you got like eyeball glows. You got like the, <laughs> the ghost of the old miner at the diner drinking coffee. <laughs> and it just did before we started recording. It's like, yeah, it just didn't have, it was full of nostalgia, but we didn't get that kind of cool '80s soundtrack.
0: Yeah, that was the only <laughs> thing that I was like, I was amped for. I mean, we you got know, a little bit like, of the
1: Ghostbusters theme at the end of the movie, but yeah, they wouldn't like. It wasn't musical like, sequences.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, you know Halloween. You know, we got that. You know, sort of contemporary, updated. You know, version of the John Carpenter score. I anticipated something very similar with. It just wasn't there, and they were probably like. We can't top it, so we're not even going to try.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my only complaint of this movie is that... Well, like you said, I expected the original guys to show up sooner in the movie. I did like the reveal, of, but yeah, I would like to have seen more of the, the OG cast. And maybe if we do get a sequel where Winston is mentoring these kids, then we might get more of the you know original guys back in. But I, it wasn't like a kid fest like I I, I, a silly kids fest like I thought it would be. No, I
0: think they did great you know, homage to the original more so than hey, here's a slapsticky, you know, just a thing with Ghostbuster branding even though it should not take place or be called Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... And yeah, you know, they didn't do a whole lot of reference to Ghostbusters too,
1: though. <laughs> he's like, you know, and I do like when they're in the the temple, and they figure out because Egon had all these numbers written on the wall, and they're like, oh yeah, he's crazy. But then she sees the same numbers like written around the room, like oh no, these are years. Apparently, this happens in cycles, and it's like 1984. It's like here's like New York, and then it's like 2021. You're like, fuck. <laughs> Which is they probably had to edit that because this movie was filmed in 2019 and was delayed so many times. Like fuck, it's 2021 now. We gotta change the date in this. Well, no,
0: I mean it would have been one of those where it would, you know, you know, show dates to present, you know, 2021 or something. You know, even though, yeah.
1: And JK and briefly in the movie, JK Simmons, who's been in a lot of stuff, who's in the new Spider-Man as Evo Shandor. (laughs) <laughs> we finally get the guy they've referenced in all all the movies, even though he like didn't. Dude,
0: I think he's sleeping.
1: He's in a casket, <laughs> <laughs> sleeping really heavy. But then he wakes up, and yeah, she just like uh, my my lord, I have summoned thee. He like eh, eh, just rips him in half. <laughs> it's like, well,
0: so much for that guy, that character. <laughs> How dare you awaken me? <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Somebody is not a morning person. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: So you got any uh, highlights, special moments? I know mine is the dad jokes because
0: <laughs> that's that's what you talked about. <laughs> as
1: soon as you as soon as you have kids, it's like dad jokes become a thing. Or as soon as you realize how bad they annoy your wife,
0: dad jokes become life. <laughs> <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Oh, SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, hey, what do you call a dead polar bear? It doesn't matter. He can't hear you anymore. Oh, I was like, was it? Why can't you trust an atom? Because they make everything up. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a science joke, kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think for me, you know, I mean, we we hit on some of the big highlights, but. You know, I, just all the nostalgia, like, you know, when, like, she sits there and starts playing chess, and then, you know, it's like, huh, this, this PKE thing, this, this lights up, let me follow the lights, and then, you know, they go downstairs, and it's like, all the things from my childhood I always wanted, (laughs) and my parents are like, no, we're not buying that. It's like
1: or even when they first go into his house and there's that stack of books, it looks just like the stack of books from the library. There's so many just little like yes. Easter eggs of the original films that it's like, it could have very much like just leaned on nostalgia way too hard, but it was kind of just enough. <laughs> there's these little things. It's like, Oh man, it's fucking awesome. But it's like, if you were a young kid and had not seen the original goes, I think you could still catch up enough without, having to be super hardcore into the original.
0: I mean it... it's
1: kind of like Stanley said every comic book is somebody's first comic book so you got to kind of, you know, tell about what happened before. And I think they did a good job of talking about the original enough anybody could down and
0: watch this movie. There were a few adults, you know, in the theater, but you know, by and large like teenagers and kids outnumbered the adults. So, you know, I mean, I, I think if I didn't know anything about the first Ghostbusters, yeah, you know, the ending probably wouldn't have such the impact that it did, you know, for us that grew up with Ghostbusters. But, you know, oh, these kids are running around, you know, causing a ruckus, hunting ghosts. like, <laughs> And that's the thing, too.
1: It's like, I, one of the reasons I like Stranger Things and... Even this movie is. Nowadays, there's no movies where kids are put in jeopardy. Like, it's, you know, back in the day, like, Goonies. Like, oh there was all these movies where kids were just going off on wild-ass adventures on their own with no adult supervision. Yeah, but kids these
0: days, bro, all they know is, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna sit in front of my cell phone. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna TikTok. I'm gonna, you know, whatever. Like, they don't know, hey... Go outside and play until it's dark. Yeah. And when you can no longer see, then come back home. <laughs> yeah, you
1: and your friends and go play in an abandoned mind. That's cool. <laughs> Just be home by dinner. <laughs> oh. But, it, yeah, given it that small town setting, kind of allowed for that, you know,
0: ways of the past to be more, like, accepted. You know? <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I, I have to say it, it far exceeded whatever. I don't even know what my expectations were, but they were exceeded.
1: <laughs> oh, just the reveal of like OG Ecto-1. It's like, oh, I'm home. It's like when Han work, first walks onto the fountain on the Falcon. He's like, Chewie, we're home. And then the rest of that movie sucked. But <laughs> it was that moment when <laughs> they pull out Ecto-1. And but like, it didn't suck.
0: Chewie, we're home. <laughs> It kept being good. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the The Disciple?
1: Great name for earthy? a cigar.
0: Um <laughs> you know. A little bit on the pepper side. Uh you know, to me medium, medium plus maybe. Uh and for
1: a small cigar, it's at least a dude, it holds hour, its own and hour smoke. Uh I'd like if I could find one of those six sixties, I would uh definitely like to uh try
0: the uh, the bigger size i would just to see you know sometimes changing cigar sizes really amplifies or takes away from certain flavors so i'd be curious to see what a larger gauge of the yeah. cigar would be like to see if because i mean the, the the description that you read off earlier i mean bro it's like the moment i left the cigar i'm like yep touch of pepper woodiness and, and some earthiness is there. Yep. Uh, I I I agree. And
1: as we're recording this, we're in the last couple days of uh November, which means Christmas is around the corner. Uh you should be sure and check out if you're uh whatever Olivia Cigars have put out a cigar advent calendar. 25 cigars. One for each day of uh December, if I wasn't a broke ass, I would buy one and just do like daily
0: <laughs> review Dude, that box is fucking massive,
1: <laughs> yeah, but our local cigar shop, the cigar shop if you're around uh coming george area, they have several of these in stock uh you can try to find them at your local retailers, but yeah, if you want to uh, uh want to a uh, a daily smoke for December
0: <laughs> check that out, and I do like um a lot of the Olivia stuff. I mean, you know, they've got the Gold Series, the V-Series, like... They had a couple... There's a couple special limited edition cigars in there, too, that you don't get
1: off the shelf. So, yeah, if you have, like... I think they're, like, 185 $200 when you find them. If you have the extra cash, check it out. I may still try to pick one up, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Do it. Uh, but um, Buy now, cry later.
1: Yeah. But with that, we're going to... Cross the streams, close this ghost trap, and move on to the next segment.
0: You walk out the door, then you walk back in the second that cold outside. And you see I've got something to give. And I'd give it to you a hundred times over. Till you screw me over just like the last time. Saying it was the last time. I paid the price, staying alone Still do But I think you're honestly Something I needed to lose No, it's not healthy, it doesn't help me But I do it anyways Looking at photos, reading the letters That you gave me I could never throw them out Cause a ghost never leaves a haunted house
1: Welcome back to the podcast. Cross the streams and talk
0: about some science. Wait, did Cartman just join the Ghostbusters? Respect my thought time. <laughs> uh, first up,
1: we got some flying cars. Could be on sale by 2025.
0: Finally. I don't believe it when I see it. Like <laughs> Flying cars have been tea since I was a kid. <laughs>
1: I mean... Fuck, I think we've passed the point in history that what the Jetsons was set,
0: and uh, we haven't got our flying cars yet, but... And, bro, I hate to say it, but as long as people been driving, motherfuckers still can't drive. <laughs> like, I'm not ready to take flight with all these motherfuckers. Like,
1: <laughs> Well, Japan has issued the first safety certificate uh, allowing them to commercialize their evotol vehicles as soon as 2025 making it the first time a flying car has reached this stage in japan yes the current uh design uh the sd03 which has made a successful manned flight demonstration in august uh carrying a single seat and it's powered by eight propellers in a quadcopter formation kind of like your your regular flying drones but in a bigger size eh, but also has only a range of around 10 minutes of flight time and reaches top speeds of 30 miles per hour so, so 30, be sure
0: to book your Uber Air right now yeah
1: so uh you know it's uh, still in the early stages <laughs> the company uh, making this vehicle is called SkyDrive uh but yeah, the first uh, certificate of this type issued by the Ministry of Land, Infrastructure, Transportation, and Tourism uh, certifies the safety of the vehicle and had to go through rigorous tests uh, such as strength, flight capabilities, and just general, I
0: guess, safety. <laughs> Did it say at any point, like, the altitude at which they fly? Because the, the snippet looks like they're only about 10 feet or so off the ground. Like,
1: Yeah, I think the video is kind of from, like, the initial whatever demonstrations, you yeah, know, other than, uh, whatever range and speed. They've not, uh, not seen anywhere where it says. Cause out. I mean,
0: if you can't fly over like all the traffic, like, oh shit, there's a big rig. So I'm just going to have to sit here and <laughs> hover.
1: Like, well, apparently these things have, are already in use in a unmanned capacity. So it can also be controlled remotely and is basically using it as a, delivery vehicle kind of like the a big ass uh amazon drone
0: did you just say remotely yes so we're just going to create a new you know target for hackers and like <laughs> so now you know it's and we got kamikazes everywhere
1: <laughs> uh but yeah they're kind of continuing to evolve this thing but uh right now it's being utilized as a drone cargo service in japan but with the safety certification, they're now hoping to push the vehicles into, like, a flying taxi service by 2025. So, yeah, Uber Air is about to be a thing.
0: <laughs> I think we need to get that trademarked.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, definitely you can... Right now it's like a one-seater, so, you know, don't go to the bar with your friends because the only one to use getting to fly home. <laughs> so, hopefully by the time these things become... Uh, Flying taxis—they'll—they'll they'll make a you know a minivan model or something so you can actually have some people fly with you. You're not by yourself.
0: I just wonder what a driving test looks like. <laughs> it's
1: like you don't have to worry about parallel parking. You can just like hover straight down into a parking space. Well, speaking of space, uh, chili peppers in space is now a thing along with space
0: tacos. Bro, I, I will throw down... I mean, I'm a fan of space ice cream. <laughs> I will probably... Now, does the space tacos lead to space diarrhea? Like, that's...
1: You would use that as a propellant. He just... And it's like, fly across the <laughs> space station. Yes, chili peppers grown on the International Space Station has now been used to make space tacos. Uh, you know, basically... You know, most space food is that freeze-dried uh stuff that you uh you uh buy at, you know, the NASA tour. But yes, long long duration space missions uh definitely benefit from freshly grown food and they have been experimenting on how to produce more food in space because it's a lot easier to transport a bunch of seeds than actual food with you on on a mission. So, uh recently, uh NASA while experimenting to grow foods on the international space station announced in July that they had planted some hatch chili peppers in one of three plant growing chambers that they're they're working with well the peppers uh reached maturity and was they were actually had enough to harvest seeds for another crop and send some back to earth for experimentation but they also had enough left over for astronauts to try on hand so they uh decided to spice up some space chicken tacos with uh, homegrown hatch chilies on uh on the space station and they say
0: pretty fucking good. Finally we get some flavor <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, these Freeze-dried, reheated uh, microwave tacos taste a lot
0: better with fresh chili. But I'm pretty sure, like, I I think I saw a documentary where, like, it was going through, like, every time they would try a food or something, like, there's a crew survey and, you know. (laughs) They said one of the things that it it did, uh, I guess, produce less
1: peppers than peppers grown here on Earth, but it sted, still did yield you know... I don't know if... Pep- well, bro, yeah. Products. It just didn't like, you know, not as big as, you know, natural... I,
0: you still got peppers. Exactly. Like, there's people that try to grow peppers that don't get peppers here on Earth. Like, So I, I view that as a success either way.
1: <laughs> and this is added to the list of things that they've grown in space of lettuce, cabbage, mustard, and kale. So now they're at least growing something i'll eat <laughs> yeah occasional lettuce but peppers are way more uh you know on my food list than uh kale is
0: yeah what are you doing making smoothies
1: <laughs> maybe they got hamsters you gotta feed the
0: or what is it the lizard you uh nah bro <laughs> fed col- he, kale don't get, he don't get no kale he likes collard greens and mustard greens. Like, we are a kale-free household. <laughs> to hell with kale. Dude, I
1: tried something one day. I was like, oh, this is dirt. It's it's green, but it just tastes like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so kale would not be uh, something on my list if I was a, a spaceman. Well, uh, on to other news. Uh, Injectable drill, gel cures... Per- per- uh paralysis, that word I can't
0: pronounce, in mice with damaged spinal cords. That's pretty awesome. So it just, you know, helps fill in the voids and... Yeah, pretty much it, uh, a single injection of a newly developed drug
1: has been shown to reverse paralysis in mice with severe spinal cord energies. Basically, it mimics the extracellular matrix that goes around the spine and the liquefied drug promotes regeneration of severed nerves and repair other vital tissues, allowing the rodents to regain the ability to walk within four weeks, uh, published in the journal science researchers, uh, injected, uh, synthetic nanofibers into the damaged tissue of mice after making a cut in their spinal cords. Uh, the nanofibers, uh, kind of reassemble in the jail matrix around the wound and began communicating with cells around them to promote healing. And this basically within, I think said like 12 weeks after this, the the mice regained the ability to walk with a single injection and the drugs worked its way out of the system within like 12 weeks. So it's not something that's like they got to keep Injecting them with it, pretty much once it does its business, it safely leaves the body with no ill after effects that they uh, that they can that they have noticed so far.
0: That's pretty awesome. Yay for nanotech!
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no no word on human uh, human trials yet, but yeah, this could be something. As soon as they they use it on mice that they first injured. So I don't know how well this would, like, say, an old injury. Someone who's been paralyzed for a long time, if this would have the same healing effects on an old injury as it would these fresh injuries. But, you yeah, know, more experiments and time will tell. But, hey, if they can cure paralysis, be some, some good news. Absolutely. And as we approach the holidays here, you know... Whatever winter depression and holiday depression is, kind of always a thing. Well, a new study uh, has says that exercise significantly reduces anxiety symptoms,
0: even in chronic sufferers. Bro, they only surveyed two hundred and eighty (laughs) six people.
1: Oh, but it's kind of like you know, duh. Because there's been you know, and a new study in the Journal of Affective Disorders. They followed two hundred eighty-six people with anxiety symptoms as they participated in regular workouts over a twelve-week period, and found that while more strenuous activity produced greater reductions in symptoms, even gentle, low-impact exercises like walking and stretching, you know, improved even long-term sufferers. So you don't have to like go kick ass in the gym. It's like, Just get out, take a walk, do some stretching, do some push-ups, something. You yeah, know, a little. Get up and get moving. I mean, but that's kind of like, you know, seems to be like a no duh thing in me. Cause there's plenty of times where I'm like, wake up, oh man, I don't want to go to the gym today. I feel like shit. And then I go to the gym. I'm like, Oh, I feel better now. <laughs> it's just getting through that initial of a, I don't fucking want to. <laughs> and once I do the thing, I'm like, Oh yeah, I actually feel better than I did before going and working out. But now at least there's some legitimate science to, uh, back up the, <laughs> the kind of uh,
0: what we already thought was happening anyway yeah yeah I mean that's the thing man is like you said just doing something regardless of how small it is like it's good for the mind body and soul get out there in a little sweat I need to take that advice more (laughs) does life suck go lift heavy things (laughs) go punch a punching bag go do some ninja shit Make you feel better, yeah, and make you just don't ninja nothing, don't need to be ninja, okay? Everything needs to be ninja now and then.
1: (laughs) Kicking someone in the face is fun.
0: (laughs) Hey, with that, that's all I got for you this week. Oh, we're not going to talk about the uh, the metaverse. Uh, actually, I think I closed that article out. Well, we can. Uh, I mean, because, bro, like, I've been reading about this shit, and I'm like, has anybody seen Ready Player One? <laughs> yeah, if, like,
1: I, <laughs> if you miss the news, old Zuckerberg has, uh, is coming out with something called the Metaverse, which is gonna be basically a VR world, uh, like, Ready Player One, <laughs> while psychologists and, uh, other people are saying, this may cause a dystopian society when people become addicted, people that are already addicted to their phones become addicted to living in a virtual world.
0: (laughs) Like, and how's that gonna work? It's gonna be like, I need so many points to buy a house, or to buy decorations for my virtual house, or to have these virtual things, like... Are
1: all these people that are training NFTs, which I don't understand, I understand less about crypto than I do about you know, know, I I know less about NFTs than I do about crypto, and so it's like you know, digital art that only exists in a virtual world. So yeah, you know, people can build houses to hang their their NFTs they've <laughs> they've bought. So I don't know, but
0: yeah, uh, like I don't know about the you, but I I find myself significantly growing tired of social media. Like I spend less and less time on social media, like. I guess that's one thing good about being outdoors and stuff again. Like, I don't have time to be in front of the computer. Oh. So yeah, kidding. it's
1: like, per- my my personal Facebook is just, I hardly ever post on there. Like, if I post something, it's usually the Cigar Nerds Instagram or Facebook page. It's like, and it's, you know, consists of funny memes and cigar-related shit. It's like, yeah, I, I rarely, like, engage with standard social media anymore because it's, Especially, it's like yeah, you know, full of the fake news from one side or the other, and it's like, just stick to the memes. That's why I kind of like Instagram way more than I do Facebook because it's basically just memes and photos. You can't post like dumbass articles that. <laughs> and if you do, I just don't follow those people. I get like more random shit in my Facebook feed than I do like my Instagram feed. It still fairly
0: sticks to my interests. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just don't understand like think of all the things you can do in the virtual it's like there's reality out there like you can go do those same things but on the upside i can't afford to go to hawaii but i could probably log in and go
1: to virtual hawaii a lot cheaper yeah (laughs) so i can see where like especially if you want to travel it's a cheaper way to travel that you know not actually travel but you know it might be a a substitute until you can do it for real
0: Bro, I I still own a part of Hawaii, too, from Cards Against Humanity from several years ago, (laughs) if you want to go. I have one cubic inch.
1: I got, like, a foot of uh, land in Scotland, but, yeah, I can't afford to go visit it. But (laughs) I got one of those, uh, whatever, Become a Lord or whatever. Yeah, but that is all we got for you. Go do something real. Stay out of the virtual. For now. (laughs) And with that, we'll be right back. It was the dawn of another podcast. The Epsilon 3 is a dream given form. It's a home away from home for three guys to watch a 90s sci-fi classic TV show. Three guys with microphones over 3,249 miles apart, all alone in the night. The year is 2021. The name of the station is Babylon 5. The name of the podcast is the Epsilon 3. Veer, bring me a drink.
0: And now it's time for all things nerdy and nerd news. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. And in this rendition of news, yeah, we're going to talk about some trailers, some video game stuff, and just some general geekiness. So, um, bro, League of super pets <laughs> like i i saw the trailer and i'm like oh, is there something wrong with me where i would want to see this over an actual live action league of justice film <laughs> oh wait i get it you know the rock's voicing it of course everybody wants yeah, to see it yeah the dudes and everything I, i've been on a rock run lately i watched red
1: notice and i watched uh jungle cruise <laughs> it's like i've been catching up on my my rock watching lately and I saw, I think it was when I went to see Ghostbusters, saw the trailer for this, and I'm like, it's a kid's movie, but this looks pretty cool. It looks it looks funny. It, it might be wa- a worth
0: worth a watch. Well, I mean, dude, it's got Rock, it's got Kevin Hart, it's got Keanu Reeves, like... Bro. It's got a, yeah, an A-list uh,
1: <laughs> list of uh, celebrities. So, I mean... And it has dogs.
0: I mean, br- I mean, Superman's dog... Like,
1: <laughs> And it has a giant growing pig.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was just kind of cool because, like we talked about with superheroes, right? Like, you got this immense power, but you got to learn how to tone it down, like, to be able to blend in with society. And it seems like, no, they can't do this because, you know, like, I I love that scene where, like, basically he's tied up outside a store and there's another dog. And it's like, so, uh, what'd you do today? <laughs> yeah, he just like, starts. Well, I stopped, uh, you know, the world from ending and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I peed on a light post. <laughs> like. <laughs> hey,
1: man, peeing on a light post is fun. Yeah, I want to do that at least, you know, now and then.
0: But yeah, so we're going to have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and the rest of the Justice League apparently gets kidnapped and you know, then it's up to the pets to, you know, rescue the humans, which I like that concept. I like animals more than I do people. <laughs> He's a good boy. Yeah, You're super a good, good boy. <laughs> boy. Uh speaking of another guy that is uh in everything, how about Chris Pratt? <laughs> um Old Star Lord. Well, Star Lord is uh about to be uh jumping down the pipes and you know eating flame flowers and whatnot. <laughs> like I, I I don't know how I feel about this. Chris Pratt, you know, basically being the voice of Mario, especially if
1: they're I don't know go 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 PC with it I and mean, be like, no, he can't sound like an Italian stereotype. Motherfucking Mario's been an Italian stereotype for the last. 40 years. Yeah. It's like, unless he says, it's-a me, a Mario. Like, I don't care. Maybe <laughs> just sounds like, you know, a regular dude. Hi, I'm Mario. I'm here, I'm here to fix your plumbing and step on some turtles. I'm like, dude, you're not Mario. Revoke your mustache rights.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing, because they're, you know, talking about, you know, having the Italian accent toned down for this film and everything, but... You know maybe maybe there's a pass from the PC crowd since the director is, you know, Italian American himself <laughs> like got got to sign off on it. <laughs> I give this a pass. Like so that makes it all right. Does it really? Okay, whatever. Um I I just I don't know. You know, Luigi, um, Charlie Day will be voicing that character, um, but (laughs) Charlie Day actually comes from Italian heritage, so, you know, he's like, there's our nod. I'm like... There you go. (laughs) I mean,
1: Charlie Day's fucking hilarious, so, I mean, it'll be interesting. I like those two guys, but yeah,
0: we'll see what kind (laughs) of
1: fuckery they (laughs) come up with for this.
0: And then again, like, I wonder what direction they're going with this film, you know, because... There's Mario from the games, and then there's been, like, the animated Mario series and stuff over the years, like, that have kind of take place in the video game universe to an extent, but... And there was... Remember Captain Lou Abano? No. Oh, dude, you never saw the
1: Super Mario Brothers uh, Power Hour? I think it was called... It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is or not, but it was a cartoon series where they had, like, cartoons based off of the Nintendo properties, but kind of the intestentials between the cartoons was a live action Mario and Luigi hosting these cartoon shows. And it was captain Lou Abano was Mario.
0: <laughs> I think I might remember and that,
1: but I, c- I can't remember the guy's name, but he was one of those famous, like uh SCTV comedians that been in a bunch of stuff. He was Luigi. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's that's the OG live-action Mario, even before that uh, uh, John Leguizamo
0: Mario movie <laughs> was Captain Lou. Yeah, well, I mean, so Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, that's going to be our Princess Peach. Jack Black as Bowser, which <laughs> nice. I, I think is going to be very fitting. But then again, like, I don't... Like it's weird to me because I think back to Mario and it's like they they didn't really have lines. <laughs> yeah, I mean the only the first time we heard him speak was
1: Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, and basically all we got was "It's a me, a Mario." Yeah, <laughs> Woo-hoo! and just like little sound effects. Like, <laughs> there wasn't like any like dialogue. <laughs> yeah, um, here we go.
0: Keegan Michael Coy as to- or Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Fred Ar- <laughs> Armisen as Cranky Kong. Who is Cranky Kong? I don't remember. I remember Diddy Kong was
1: like the kid, wasn't it? Yeah. In one of those Donkey like Kong is games. Cranky
0: Kong, like the. This... Oh, Cranky
1: Kong was the old man. But they had like Grandpa Kong.
0: Okay. That was Cranky Kong. Huh. All right. I guess uh, Sebastian Menescoplo as Spike and Michael Richardson as Kamek. Kamek. Yeah, that's a, that's a new one on me. I don't know.
1: Maybe a whatever Super Smash Brothers character that I'm not familiar with.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know. Um, all right, let, let's talk about some some video games. Not even, I mean, these are legit video games. This is this is combination board slash actual video game. Oh shit! So we're gonna talk about Hero Quest. Or, as Joe and I know this game, Hero quest. quest, Because... You would get drunk and play Hero <laughs> yes. quest Yes. Or you would make the death Kool-Aid.
1: <laughs> and you would never get tired of this. <laughs> this was before Monster. We just made, like, a vat of Kool-Aid with, like, quadruple the sugar. <laughs> I mean, drink so much sugar, you just piss uh, sugar crystals at the end of the night. Probably why I'm a diabetic these days. <laughs> But yeah, Hero Quest was like a badass like board game for kind of like playing D and D without playing D and D. It was like pre made quests. You actually had a board uh, to play on, so you weren't like doing it all from imagination. But it had like some of those D and D elements for oh, yeah, the... there were
0: you know treasures to find. More casual. You know? uh, <laughs> I mean, it was a great dungeon crawl.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've still got my like original uh, Hero Quest board game that's kind of seen. Better days. I mean, the parts and the board's still
0: good, but the box is kind of falling apart now. But, yes, they're bringing it back. Yep. So, uh, Hasbro and Avalon Hill announced that they're relaunching um, the role-playing game Hero Quest for this winter. Um, This will be an gonna... all-new version. Um, it's not going to be cheap, though.
1: I'll make it. Any of it was ever cheap.
0: <laughs> Retail price one twenty five ninety nine.
1: I wonder if it's gonna come with. Well, they say it's an all new, so it's. I don't know if it's gonna have like the original book of missions, but there was two expansion packs for the original Hero Quest. So I wonder if it's gonna have those extra missions, uh, like uh, the original game did, which I've got a couple of the expansion packs. If you ran out of
0: uh,
1: ran out of missions to do.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking here, so um I mean, bro, you're gonna get sixty five plus miniatures, fourteen quests, um Yeah that's about what the it's original for
1: two to five players. The original had I think it was around
0: fourteen um, quests. But Yeah, so you're gonna have your um Barbarian, dwarf, elf and wizard. Ah, all the artwork.
1: Yeah, I mean, that original box came with, like, a lot of pieces.
0: Yeah, because I think it's got something like 14, you know, missions to start with. And I'm sure there will be more expansions and other things to come along with that.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, the same 14 missions from the original game or if it's they've redid the... uh... A new uh, a new quest book for the <laughs> new version. Or if it's just a re-release of the OG stuff. I don't know. I would say that... If it's the exact same
0: storyline, fuck, I still got my hero quest. Yeah. I don't
1: need to pick up the new one.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, it, it doesn't say specifically, but I would have to say that they probably have reworked some things, but we shall see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ba, 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 da, bum. I'm loving it. Oh, where... Whoa, that's copyright. We can't oh. say that on the air. <laughs> that's what it sounded like you were
1: singing, was the friggin' McDonald's jingle.
0: Alright. On to some Disney news, because we got a new promo spot for the book Boba Fett, and the more I see Boba Fett, the more I'm like, hey, this shit needs to be on my TV right now.
1: Yes. The, you know, we got a delay on the, uh, we're not getting a new Mandalorian series anytime soon, but book of Boba Fett. just looks bad. I mean, it looks like straight up mafia show set. it. It's the Sopranos set in the star Wars universe. It's like, you know, now that Boba's back. He looks like he's trying to take over, uh, you know, Jabba's former operation and become the new crime kingpin on, uh,
0: on Tatooine yeah and it just looks like badass gangster shit (laughs) oh yeah absolutely I mean dude this is gonna be gangsta as fuck I mean (laughs) you know with Jabba being out of the picture the power vacuum and everything that that creates like dude I don't know I think it's gonna be freaking awesome
1: yeah it's I mean just like the one scene from the trailer where uh I guess somebody at the meetings talking shit and uh, uh, Jabba's right-hand woman's like, you know, or Jabba, Boba's right-hand woman's like, if Jabba were here, he would have fed you to his rancor for talking like that. And then Boba Fett's like, but please, continue to speak freely.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, he's going to fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let that mouth, you know, uh, keep writing a, a check that your ass can't cash. Yeah. I don't
1: know if it's the way you you know around to these parts. If someone says, "Yeah, yeah," keep talking. You're about to get punched in the
0: face if you actually keep talking. <laughs> Please, I do want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> um, up next, um, some Xbox Game Pass news, dude. I'm like, as much as I'm tired of video subscription. Video game subscriptions, like, you know, Xbox Game Pass and shit on PC, dude, I don't have to worry about buying games anymore. Like, I just pay my, I got I got a promo, so it was only like $1.99 a month, and I get access to basically every Xbox game. Yeah, I need to get back into some, uh, of like, I got my new
1: computer and started gaming again, and then I got sidetracked and haven't done any game in a while so i need to i need to pick up the controllers again Well,
0: something that might inspire you because i know you're a fan of uh warhammer forty thousand. um looks like they're bringing the game on to game pass um and it's for all those people
1: that wanted to play 40k but didn't want to spend thousands of dollars on miniatures well
0: that's one of the reasons (laughs) why like i started playing magic and stuff on the pc is I don't have to go out and buy all these different boxes of cards hoping I get, you know, this one card I'm looking for or something. Like, plus two, like, people that explain rules, like, you learn their way of playing. (laughs) And then you, you know, go and do something, and they're like, oh, that's how that mechanic is actually supposed to work, not the way somebody interpreted it it to work. (laughs) Like yeah cuz it's a fun game if i didn't have to like the just the
1: money involved in <laughs> building the money and the time painting miniatures is just like uh, it's it's not a game for the someone who wants to casually play but <laughs> with it now being a uh online version uh we get more people into warhammer yeah
0: absolutely so um Any other news, tidbits, anything you want to share with the folks at home? Uh, Warhammer will be available December 2nd. That's all I got for you this week.
1: Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're on the ESO Network at ESOnetwork.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at CigarNerdPod. Pick up your smoking shirts at com. Get your energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code CigarNerds. And with that, don't cross the streams. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom.
0: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon, Or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.